Slice Audio. Here we go. Season four, episode two. It is Citizen's Arrest. Oh, man. I missed episode one, didn't I? You did. Yeah, everybody thought we fired you. Well, I'm back. Did you you sleep through it or what? Did you not get enough Mountain Dew? You know, uh, unfortunately... Um, I had a few more winks to catch that particular morning yeah. and forgot yeah, all the, about it. The the wheels of justice only turn on good sleep. <laughs> exactly. Melvin, do you know all the letters and all the text messages we've received? People yes. worried that you are not returning to oh. citizen's arrest. They were worried. They uh, were. Maybe a whole one or two or maybe none at all, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> You'd be surprised. And um, It I just think... goes to show I am not prepared to carry this show. Well, well you know, if that is the case, we'll be having a an autograph signing session on uh, March. What day is that? Oh, no, just kidding. Do you have your photos <laughs> ready? Photos will be ready. And uh, yeah, uh, Brandon, he's a big uh, he's a big celebrity. Yeah. So maybe the two yeah. of us can get together and sign yeah. some autographs. He can I've teach you some out. things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into it. Tell us about these homicides. Uh, well, which one do you want to start with? Maybe so. So, for, uh, for instance, the this, isn't that a bad deal though that we got to start off talking about homicides? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, come on, guys! I mean, this is my second day. I missed season or day one, and we're going to kick off talking about yeah. homicides. I mean, yeah, the last sad. time we oh. talked, I think was pre-stock show. We make it through the stock show, and I felt like it seemed like we made it through without nothing too crazy. Probably some DUIs, you know, some arrests, whatever. Right. And I don't even think we had a cow in town. And uh, that's kind of a bummer. And then all of a sudden, homicides. My mom was asking me about the one in the valley. She felt like, um, not to throw my mom under the wagon, but I mean, she was like, oh no, did something happen? They just quit talking about it like uh, something happened, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so I know it's kind of probably Pennington County stuff, but do you guys know anything? Yeah, so I can give you some of the information that I read in the county's news release. And uh, it was that... Um, at one point during the morning hours, uh, during a weekday, I believe this was last week, um, uh, Tuesday, maybe, maybe a week ago today. God, I'm not sure exactly what day it was. Anyway, midweek somewhere. And um, the, uh, the, the sheriff's office had been called to a residence out on Longview Road. Uh, once they got there, they realized that the house was smoldering, that there was some smoke uh, throughout the residence. And when they, uh, they made entry at some point, they found uh, a, a female inside, um, obviously deceased, uh, inside the residence. Um, and so as the investigation progressed, they had an unrelated third party call in with information about the incident um, uh, that they relayed and basically helped identify the suspect responsible. So later that morning, we identify the suspect, where he lives. We surrounded the residence. Uh, we were kind of coming up with a plan. We were talking about maybe having the uh, uh, special response team come out. Uh, since we're dealing with a murder suspect, we want to make sure that we can uh, take him into custody under the safest means possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while we were making that plan, he ultimately comes out and uh, into the waiting arms of, of law enforcement after uh, attempting some self-harm. And so we get him to the hospital. Uh, as he recovers from the hospital, he gets introduced to the criminal justice system, at which case there is a handoff that happens between law enforcement and the Pennington County State's Attorney's Office, 
where it's now their case to prosecute once it's in the court system, and we don't want to put out any information that would hamper their ability to pro uh, prosecute that case or uh, further harm the case. Mm, so okay. it's sort of a clean handoff. We, we sort of go hands off, and they take uh, the responsibility for um, being transparent about it, talking about the case. And uh, ultimately, I did see a news release come out from their office about, uh, I believe it was a no-bond situation that was set for that individual. And so maybe if somebody's only looking at, say, social media or even the news, and if they're looking, if they're seeing the the normal faces, I'll say, could mm -hmm. be the, the face of the Sheriff's Department, uh, maybe you, mm -hmm. Brandon Medina, the face like the, the police officer, something like that. And if they're, they're saying, hey, no comment on that at this mm -hmm. time, because you've handed it off essentially it's it's gone through perfect like everything right. worked perfectly but mm -hmm. a little quicker than usual maybe and you're like we got no comments because it's, we're done with it mm -hmm. like it's not our it's not our deal anymore it's off yeah. where it needs to be and so they're like uh oh in their yeah. minds but in reality it's worked perfect well for anybody who's interested in this stuff and wants to keep up on it the best advice i could give them is Go on to social media. I know that all these different agencies have at least a Facebook page. Um, follow the Rapid City Police Department, the Pennington County Sheriff's Office, the Pennington County State's Attorney's Office on social media, and you'll be able to see these cases progress through that timeline. Mm. I didn't know you could follow the State's Attorney's Office. Yeah, they have, a, they have a Facebook page, and they've uh, now that they have a uh, uh, their own dedicated public information officer uh, who does a really good job, uh, they are posting more and more on social media, especially uh, case updates. And you actually get to see, wow. uh, you know, the conclusion, like the very early stages of a court case all the way to the conclusion of a court case because they're posting about when a court case starts and the initial bond hearing and all that. Mm -hmm. Well, when a case comes to a conclusion at the end of a jury trial or a judgment, they do a news release on that too, talking about you know how how this all got resolved through the court system, and so it's a very fascinating side of the the whole criminal justice process. That uh, you know it's pretty progressive that we have a state's attorney uh, that uh, wants to share this stuff with the public. I think in a lot of jurisdictions across the country, you don't you sort of don't get that piece. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't get the conclusion of it in the court system. You only see it when it initially happens and it's a public safety issue or it's an, an initial law enforcement response. Mm -hmm. But to be able to actually have that transparency all the way to the conclusion, I would say it's pretty progressive. And we're pretty fortunate that we live in a, yeah. a day and age where uh, and a location where we have a state's attorney that's thinking about those things. Yeah, it's cool. I got to say our uh, partnership with the state's attorney's office and the uh, sheriff's office is huge. Um, the amount of cooperation that we have from both agencies and how we work together is instrumental as far as how we can bring some of these cases together. And it's not always like that in uh, many different jurisdictions across the United States. Uh, you know, there's I've seen agencies and sheriff's offices in different regions that, you know, sometimes have conflicts. But uh, here, it's not like that at all. I, you know, we work seamlessly together, and this is just another thing that took place that kind of showcases that. So uh, I think we got a really good team here. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. You're listening to Citizens Arrest Season 4, Episode 2. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. 
The Daily Slice offers essential podcast updates for Rapid City and the Black Hills, delivering locally influenced news alongside vital national and global stories with fresh episodes every morning. It's your perfect start to the day. Don't miss out. Subscribe to The Daily Slice on your preferred podcast platform. Unfortunately, on to the next homicide. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so this is uh, this would actually be the the day after that uh, the one that occurred out in the county. Um, it was right before the seven o'clock in the evening hour um, over uh, on East North and Pine Street. Police got called to the area for a report of gunshots heard in the area. On arrival, uh, officers located a, uh, a female with a, a critical gunshot injury. Oh. Um, a medical unit was called, transported the female to the hospital, uh, who ultimately passed away at the hospital. Very unfortunate circumstance, but uh, at that point it became a homicide investigation. Um, very clear that uh, she was shot at that very location. And so uh, the the search for those responsible happened almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that uh, our criminal investigations division, uh, the detectives assigned to the Rapid City Police Department, as well as several investigators from the Pennington County Sheriff's Office, have been working, uh, you know, very, very long hours uh, yeah. to get this case investigated, to, to hone in on the person's responsible and ultimately uh, hold those responsible accountable for uh, this this young woman's death in our community. The first thing that comes to my mind is why. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you, you never know because you never know what leads up to something like that. But at the same token, yep. why? Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't yeah. think of a reason or a, a, a thing that would – I mean, I've been pretty mad at somebody, but mm-hmm. why? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a it's a cowardly act of violence to walk up to somebody and and pull the trigger, and mm-hmm. then and then to flee from the scene. Um, you'll see on our social media that we did uh, share uh, some video that was recovered from the uh, uh, close to the area of the shooting of the suspect actually fleeing the scene. You can't really get a good look at uh, any identifying features about their their person other than a clothing description, maybe the way that they run or their gait or you know anything else that you might be able to recognize from that. But we're hoping that you know some somebody can go on there, take a look. If they do recognize anything about it, give us a call. We also put out a, a call last week for uh, folks in the the immediate neighborhood to check their ring doorbells, their outdoor surveillance uh, cameras to see if maybe they captured the suspect fleeing from the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, it's unfortunate, you know, because that uh, could be somebody's mom, sister, daughter, mm-hmm. all, all the above, aunt. I mean, it's it's a family member and, mm-hmm. and no, you know, no longer with us. And it's very unfortunate. Yep, absolutely. But, uh, you know, I will say that that is probably the top priority right now of our criminal investigation division is investigating that case and bringing it to a resolution or at least bringing it to the point where we – uh, apprehend the person responsible, and we have a good case that we can then hand off to prosecution. Yeah, mm-hmm. it also makes me think. You never know who you're passing on the street. Yep. Could be somebody that's going to go shoot somebody. Could be somebody that's about to get shot. You just, yeah, oh, it's you just, just crazy. It's yep. Unfortunate. Absolutely. Um, and then you guys had lightly mentioned something about a yesterday in a culvert. Yeah. Um. So this one was a little unique. So yesterday afternoon. 
we had a um, crew from the Public Works Department actually doing some routine inspections of the, the culvert system under the roadway at La Crosse over yeah. there. Can in you that. explain what a culvert is? It's a sewer, basically. Okay. Yeah, a storm drain, whatever you want to want to call it. It's designed to allow the, the, the flow of water under the streets and so it doesn't uh, pile up somewhere, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, they're doing some routine inspections and locate what they believe might be a body. And so they back out. They call us. They've got a camera system in there that we can actually go and take a look at. And so it did warrant some further investigation from uh, law enforcement. And so um, we did confirm that it was, in fact, a a body. Uh, Worked with our friends over at the uh, uh, Rapid City Fire Department because they've got a whole um, uh, team that specializes in these types of recoveries, especially with like a hazmat type situation. And so we worked with them to uh, safely... uh, recover the body in a way that that preserves the most amount of potential evidence uh, from that situation, Uh, got it out of the culvert. At this point, we're going to have to schedule an autopsy to work to determine the circumstances surrounding the individual's death. Um, But uh, yeah, the investigation into that one is ongoing. Was that something, I mean, obviously you're still checking into it, like you just said, is that a recent or did it look like maybe from the last freeze? Is it something? You know, it's tough to say. You know, just talking to uh, the folks from Public Works, uh, you know, the, the culvert system stays at a pretty consistent temperature, right? It's mm. almost like a cave, right? So it yeah. lends itself to the preservation uh, of organic material um, mm-hmm. as opposed to it being out in the sun or in the elements. Uh, so it's really hard to tell just how long it would have been down there. So yeah. we'll have to we'll have to utilize some uh, I think some science in the process to help us determine that some forensics, and uh, so that'll be a, a critical component. I'm of, fascinated by forensics. Yes, well, yeah. if I wasn't a radio DJ, I might be working in forensics. Well, and you had the opportunity to come tour our forensic lab, correct? I did. Yeah, so uh, cool. Yeah, um, a lot of uh, fascinating science goes on over at our forensic lab. Uh, We call it the uh, evidence uh, uh, section or evidence division of the police department, but it's got its own building. It's an evidence storage warehouse facility. Um, On the top floor, it's got offices and uh, um, actual laboratories that we use for the investigation of crimes, testing of materials, whether it be um, something that's suspected to be drugs or somebody's blood to see what sort of uh, uh, elements or, or materials are in somebody's blood. Um, we actually have our own like forensic media specialist, so he can go through when we get a um, surveillance uh, video or photos. He can go through and pull out data from those photos or enhance them to to help our our detectives identify somebody and our uh, own little uh, csi station yeah (laughs) maybe not quite as up to tech as what you would see on like uh, a friday night on television maybe not quite that far up to tech but uh pretty technical overall do they do the eyebrow (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, look what we got here. He doesn't yeah. ever like rip off his glasses yeah. and go. You know, Whoa. we should have uh, <laughs> we should have Doctor Matthew come down here one of these yes, days. Oh yes, please. Yeah, yeah. we all have him talk about what goes on over there. And yes, 
<laughs> so you can send in uh, like maybe a question or two from the public, and maybe he can answer some yes. cool CSI maybe, stuff. Maybe that's a, what we can do for our next one. We'll, yeah. we'll remember to bring uh, Dr. Matthew in on that one. Uh-huh. I um, would say I'd like to send him a blood sample of mine and just you know what's going on, but I'm sure he's probably got better things to do. <laughs> uh, maybe just, uh, like a beard a, hair, like yeah. a beard ha- hair, and be like, "Where's that from?" <laughs> well, that's uh, I actually watched you pull that off your body. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> 100% sure that came from you. There is a toxic <laughs> amount of Cheeto dust. Yes, yeah, there's a, a lot of Takis. A lot of Taki dust. No. Oh, Steinerbach and Taki. Yeah, what is up with this? This person's diet is a little messed up. No. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's fascinating stuff. We even have a team that will respond to crime scenes, and they have the whole crime scene van thing that goes out, yeah. uh, can collect evidence, and yeah, very fascinating. We'll make sure to make that a part of a future episode. I would love All, that. My wife, because uh, we just had a baby on the first, and so my wife's been at home doing the baby thing, and I'm watching her do that, and uh, and <laughs> she's been watching a lot of Hawaii Five-0. Mm-hmm. It's a little older, but so th- this whole time we're talking about this, that's all I can see is this, <laughs> like... Rapid City Five O. You know that's all yeah. I can see, and they're like in this lab, and well, as you can see, the conclusion is right over here. You know, and <laughs> that's all I can see. That's all I can see. Yeah, I don't know why. It, it it may not be as sexy as they make it out to be on television, and on television they're actually pretty efficient with their time because it seems like they can figure the stuff out in about an hour when it takes us a few weeks yeah. and in a commercial break. Yeah. And the yeah. technology, the computers and everything else they've got going on in some of these, it just blows my mind mm-hmm. as and far that showed, as how wild it can yeah. get. That show Dexter, wasn't he in forensics? Oh yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, that was a great show. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Every that. show's got a touch screen table. They walk over yeah. to this computer and they're like just swiping well, that's things. That's what I'm talking well, about. As you can yeah. see, yeah. let me zoom in on yeah, this exactly. and throw it up on this big yeah. screen over here. Yeah. yeah, and it's no, it's a, you guys have a teleprompter. No, <laughs> well, I always like the board Slide with photographs two. on it that has yarn connecting photographs. Yeah. To oh, and a map. <laughs> yeah, and there's a map too. There's yeah. always a map. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna call this quadrant four. <laughs> The yeah. string from the gunshots yes. to mm-hmm. the you know the splatters of blood on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, we can actually do uh, spatter analysis too. We've got yeah. some examples of that hanging up uh, over at the evidence section too. So cool. We ought to just bring you guys back over and show you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because I missed that one. But you, you missed, missed a lot of them. I missed a lot of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, missed a, I should just do a whole other citizen's arrest. You, no. you should. But at the same token, I feel like I'm taking somebody's you only, valued you spot. You only get one. So, you yeah. only get one. <laughs> I don't want to take a valued spot. Well, what that. about another chance at Evoc? Because that was... That's that was, all I actually that, want to do. That, that's another one where you only get one. Dang it. Yeah. I want to do the shooting. I missed that. And the Evoc one more time because I feel like I can match up. So uh, uh, one thing that I would like to do, you mentioned a shooting. Uh, every so often we get a, a training opportunity where we go out and do what's called scenario-based training, mm-hmm. where we actually um, go out to, say, the fairgrounds. The fairgrounds will let us use uh, their large open yeah. facility. We'll set up different scenarios for officers going through this in-service training. We actually use specialized uh, firearms that are designed to not shoot bullets, but shoot sort of wax bullets. So that way, you know, if you do get shot, you still feel it, but it's not going to kill you, right? (laughs) But it hurts. Yeah, you're going to know, and you don't want it to happen, just like you don't want to get shot in the real world. 
but we'll practice traffic stops or uh, you know the end of a pursuit uh, situation, building clearing. So you get you know as opposed to what the public hears on the back end. Oh yeah, we had a suspect hiding in here. They were armed. Uh, police went in, located them, tackled them to the ground, taser deployment, all that. All you know is that you have somebody who just shot somebody and we saw them go this way. And then you got to go find them. You don't know where they're hiding. You don't know anything other than that initial information. You got to go solve the situation, right? So when we do that, I would be happy to welcome you guys out. Put the paintball mask on, yeah. put the vest on, yes. give you a wax a gun with wax bullets. Uh-huh. Sort of put you guys in the shoes of an officer and sort of feel that adrenaline yes. rush. And oh, can, yeah. I, can I shoot Brandon? What? No, you you no. don't shoot your partner. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can I just be like, dance and start shooting <laughs> at his feet? Yeah, no. No. We, no uh-uh. Mm-mm. Okay. Well. Oh, my gosh. And on the same team. We would. Sean <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wayne. Uh, it's a the last time we did this, we uh, we had some uh, other radio DJs that took part in it, and so we had actually had a uh, situation that involved a victim, right, and a suspect, and so one of the DJs had gone into the situation and shot the victim. And not the suspect. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh no. no. So don't do that either. Don't do that either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. No. Just go in there with a kill them all attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Some people. Some people learn from their mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, hey, you know nobody's safe when Amy's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> so I will keep you guys in mind when we do that. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Okay. Question from the public: What is the specific protocol when it comes to police lights behind you while you're driving? I'll let Kelvin take this one. Pull over. Pull over immediately. Um, yeah. I can tell you that's a bigger problem than what most people actually would realize. But, you know, we see it all the time, uh, not just the police department, but, you know, the fire department staff, uh, ambulance services, um, police department, sheriff's office, highway patrol. Uh, when you see an emergency lights and sirens, make sure it's clear on the right-hand side of you and then get pulled over immediately, and that will allow a uh, safe passage for us as we go around uh, those motorists to the left. Right, because you don't just pull over in any willy-nilly direction, right? No. Well, the, what you're supposed to do exactly by state law, make sure it's clear to the right, pull to the right, come to a complete stop. And then once that emergency vehicle passes you, you know, recheck your surroundings, look around, make sure there's not another emergency vehicle that's not uh, too far behind, because oftentimes there is. And then uh, merge back out onto the roadway safely and uh, carry on. Just know that uh, those individuals are just doing that. They're responding to an emergency, and the sooner that you can get out of the way, the better it is for the people that that need help. So, yeah, by all means... uh, Please take care of that as soon as you can. Imagine it's a family member that uh, is needing assistance from first responders. You would want to get out of the way and make sure that those first responders get to that individual as fast as possible. So the best way to do that, pull over to the right because that allows the the widest berth of of travel for the uh, emergency vehicle to pass everybody on the left. And uh, yeah. we'll all get to our destination safely. You know, if you think about it, click your flashers on so the people behind you kind of get an idea, too, as far as what's going on. And, uh, yeah, yeah, please make please make way. way. Communicate. You know, the other thing, too, that I've seen that kind of goes along with that, too, uh, you know, we've mentioned some shootings and some things like that during this uh, this episode. 
uh, oftentimes we'll also, we'll also set up like a uh, like we have to block a roadway because of a crime scene, or we'll be at an accident scene and we'll have to stop traffic and redirect it and whatnot. Um, that is another opportunity to where the public will see emergency lights and sirens. And uh, if you see emergency lights and sirens, please pull over to the right. But when you see emergency lights at a crime scene and it's obvious that law enforcement has things under control, you know, one thing that we would ask is that you just also to keep moving. Um, a lot of times we'll see some accidents happen at those particular areas because uh, someone will be, what's the common term, rubbernecking? Rubbernecking, <laughs> yep. And they'll be uh, looking over their uh, right shoulder as they drive by, not to realize that the car in front of them had to stop for stop traffic. And uh, sometimes accidents will happen. So uh, when you see those types of scenes, uh, please do your best to keep moving, uh, keep traffic flowing safely and steadily, and tune into your local citizens' arrest station for for updates. I <laughs> yeah. love it. Uh, yeah, and then it, 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 that happens probably more frequently than what you see. Uh, we'll have crime scene tape, you know, set up around some of these areas that we want to protect. And when you see those, it's best just to avoid those areas. Um, here recently, we've had issues of, you know, people coming to f- try to figure out on their own as far as what happened. You know, uh, people will be very upset over what they've learned through social media. We've had people try to enter our crime scenes to try to, you know, figure out what's going on for themselves. It's best when you see those types of situations is please just uh, let us uh, carry on with our investigation so we can make sure that it's done thoroughly and most importantly, uh, safely as well. Well, we saw this yesterday when we were, um, you know, recovering the body out of the culvert, right? So we actually had to close off uh, uh, the right lane of the northbound uh, traffic on on La Crosse. And uh, everybody, as they drive by, they want to slow down to five miles an hour so they can poke their head out of the car and, and see what's going on. Well, at that point, I had already posted it to social media, right? So mm-hmm. if you do see something like that and you want to know what's going on, just jump on our Facebook page when, uh, when you're safe to do so and you're pulled over. Yeah. You're going to get more information than you are just sticking your head out the window impeding traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw the same car with the same guy's head out the window driving in circles around this thing at a slow rate of speed, you know, basically clogging up traffic uh, at least six times last night. Right. Kind of starts to look like a suspect. Well, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh-oh, well, I put uh, something there. We got your license plate, so just in case. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for instance, you know, one of the things that uh, we learned at the academy and as relates to a police work in arson investigations is, you know, someone who sets fire to a particular structure will oftentimes want to see what uh, their act has done as far as destruction goes, and they'll actually show up to the scene of that particular incident. And what would you think if a car was driving around several times over trying to see what was going on? Yeah, yeah just like you said, man, we should probably hire you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it could be a suspect. Yeah. But I, we saw that uh, at our shooting scene on East North Street in Pine as well uh, last week. Um, just please keep traffic moving safely and smoothly and uh, give think, us some room to work would be absolutely I think the ideal. ones that, that bother me are the, are the cars that pull over, but then they also use it as an opportunity to, like, try to jockey themselves through traffic, mm-hmm. help themselves, 
you know, like the me monsters and or they're like, yeah, but I kind of got a turn up here. So I'm going to just park in the turning lane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, now you're kind of in the middle of everything. Right. right. Instead of to the right, you're to the left. Right. And <laughs> here comes a bunch of people, you know, what could be highway patrol. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Here comes a guy with lights and you're in the middle mm-hmm. instead of to the right. Right. Yeah. If you look out your window here and you look at this intersection and if you got a car going a certain direction, I mean, how's it? emergency vehicle going to get through that if everyone just stops and does absolutely nothing and uh, it can be uh, frustrating because we want to get there as fast as we can to uh, get that person some help it's just we ask that uh, the motoring public just do their part and pull the right hand side of the road and come Mm -hmm. to a stop Mm -hmm. yeah all right we're almost out of time but we do have a children's question and it's for Mosier. oh gosh all right i'm ready how many trophies have you won this year racing oh for 2024 yes absolutely nothing what? Oh, can no. you believe that but what? it's a new year Aww. it's a new year the new season is just kicking off oh my god uh, <laughs> we were at dover last night <laughs> Uh, we finished 16th. Uh, yeah, bad night for the number 43 I mean, team. Our sponsors <laughs> starting to call? I mean, like, what's going on here? There was a noteworthy piece of news here that uh, you actually dropped on your social media here about oh, a week ago. Oh, yeah. Right? We should so, probably talk about well, that. Well, we've got a well, – let's just say uh, Mosier Motorsports made a, a slight error, and we've learned from that, and we're going to move on. Yeah, we I were mean, we got suspended for a week for some uh, unruly antics on uh-huh. the on the racetrack. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But like anyone else, you know, hey, we you know we make mistakes too, and we'll learn from it. And in the end, it's going to make us stronger as a team. So wonderful. We were back on the track last last night at Dover and 16th place finish. We got into a mix up, but. Uh, 16 out of... Uh, I think we had 38 in there. Okay. So you are going to say 16 out of 16, I was going to say... No, not quite, not quite a 43-car field and not quite a top 10 finish as far as what we hope for there, but uh, we'll see what next week Hi. brings at Vegas. Wonderful. Right. Get some sponsors, get some better tires. That's you know? right. Alley right. aluminum frame. Well, thanks for joining us. <laughs> All right. Until next guys. time. Yes. Love you guys. Yes. And please subscribe, leave us a review, and if you have any questions, send them to citizensarrest at homesliceaudio.com. Citizens Arrest is hosted by Amy Rose, Brandon Jones, Brendan Medina, and Lieutenant Mosier. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. Affirmative.